welcome Laura to the family legacy series of the Legacy Life podcast. It's great Hi. to have you on. Yay. It's exciting. Hello, hello. So um yeah, and people who listen to this podcast will know that you know I have a chat with various different people and um you know, this is all about um, legacy and um, this series is about family legacy and that it is, you know, it is raw, it is um, unedited, it is just how it is. <laughs> Before I press record just now, Laura, and I, Laura was telling me about a friend who edits all the ums and ahs out of her podcast and is incredibly busy and I'm not surprised so if it's the first time you're listening to this podcast, there will be ums and ahs. There will be, there might be bings and bongs and ums and ahs and all sorts of things happening because that's what life is like. It's full of ums and ahs and bings and bongs. That's definitely what family life is like, isn't it? Absolutely. And, uh, but hopefully we won't have any, uh, mine are off at the park. Yeah, so mine are off at the park. Mine are under strict instructions. Stay out. Stay out of the room. So, um, so we're all good. We're all good to go to have a chat about cycle breaking today, which, you know, I very much feel is such a massive part of legacy, you know, is when I, when I started thinking about this umbrella, because I was thinking, okay, so what, what, what is it that kind of encapsulates what I'm doing here with uh, the work I do with parents, with the work I do with entrepreneurs and, and change makers and uh, what is it? And, and, and legacy kept coming through this, this sense of what it is where we're consciously creating in or not consciously, right? Because your legacy yeah, exactly. is created whether we're conscious about it or we're not. It is and that, you know, that ties in so perfectly with conscious parenting because that is what it is it's just becoming aware people are so nervous about it they're like oh it's a thing it's got capital letters you know we're seeing yeah. it you know and there's books on it it's like no it's just being aware that's all that's I mean there's this there's so many terms and I was like well how do I describe this because you know it's great to have you on here Laura because what we do is is really similar you know and we're working um you know slightly different slightly different approaches some of them really the same and similar and you know there's so much um synchronicity really between between what we do but you know people tend to be come to both of us probably who are looking to parent consciously or gentle parenting conscious parenting respectful parenting unconditional parenting positive parenting right it's just different names for the same stuff if you're wondering so what's the difference between that it's, it's pretty much the same stuff just somebody's called called it something different it's being aware of how you parent it's being um yeah being mindful you could call it mindful parenting, you know, mindful parenting. you know, it's there's not- so, so many things that you could call it. But if you're thinking, you know, what's the difference that they're, they're all actually pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah, I, you know, I remember when when I started doing like your know, parenting coaching and, you know, you look around and you're like, there's so many. And I remember speaking to you know my mentor and I was like, but there's everybody. And she said something really powerful that 
there are we need lots and lots of messengers of a similar thing because yeah for some reason you know say we do it is similar not quite the same but similar things but my way of interpreting it as cycle breaking is going to really tune in with other people and your way of legacy is going to really really activate other people Mm -hmm. and I know that I can be in a room with a whole load of you know when you say you do it well I say do a networking event but we haven't done those for so long have we no (laughs) just meet people and that we can all be talking about the same thing and for some reason maybe the personality maybe the background maybe the story Mm. whatever something that somebody says and that we might not even be consciously aware of it but something about that person resonates and it you know we me neither me or you I imagine particularly care what anybody calls it as long as it supports that person and their family to live a happier (laughs) a happier calmer life calmer yeah life and and really being the kind of parent that (laughs) that you want to be rather than feeling trapped in these 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 cycles and reacting in ways that you you don't want to be when you want to be able to kind of respond to your children rather than 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 reacting from this kind of place of feeling feeling triggered and what I what I mean by triggered because that's such a coachy kind of term is how you know your buttons getting pressed right when (laughs) so that's what I mean what I mean when I say getting triggered that you know feeling like your buttons have been pressed and let's face it with our close relationships with our children with our partners we know exactly those buttons that are are gonna I always um, talk about it as um Oh, there's a bit of a delay. Sorry. Oh, don't worry. Hopefully it's working. That's all right. <laughs> Should I keep talking? <coughs> I can hear you fine. I'm coughing, but I can hear you fine. There's no delay in terms of the audio. Oh, or is there? Yeah, there is. <coughs> Excuse me, every. Okay. Laura's back. She got kicked off, off and uh, off the internet and um, I had a coughing fit. But you know what? She's back. Hooray. And we were talking about buttons getting pushed. Yes. Yes. Well, that's one of them. Tech is one of mine. <laughs> and you know, actually, it's not because the button is the powerlessness. You know, when mm-hmm. you get you start to get kind of good at it, the more the more kind of you know trigger work and being aware of it. I always yeah. talk about it being yeah. diligent, like healing diligently, like something's pressing my buttons here. Hmm, I wonder what, you know, just being curious. Wonder what yeah, it is. curiosity. Me, it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, but it, it, it's that thing of like, but I want to do it. And I said I'd do it and I promised I'd do it. And now I got, I don't have any power. So for me, it's powerlessness thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I often talk about, you know, the big, like the big red button in the box and imagine tennis balls ping-ponging all over the box. Mm-hmm. And at some point your kids and their behavior or the news whatever it is some tennis ball is going to land on whatever big red buttons and if you have a tough upbringing you might have five big red buttons you might have that I'm not lovable button you might have that I'm stupid button you might have the I hate being powerless because I know what it felt like button you might have the don't shout at me button and that you know they're all pinging ponging around and this is a thing it's our box and it's our button it's not the kids button <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like they they do their things like, and I, I have three I have three under under eight one of them is is neurodivergent in some way we're not quite sure which way and you know and sometimes like yesterday we so we we've been traveling we were traveling all day and it was really awesome we arrived in Cambodia we settled down and I'm thinking this is perfect we had a complete meltdown 
yeah complete and utter meltdown because it's new because he's very excited and he's very happy mm-hmm. but it's scary and it smells funny and you know the yeah. hotel is different the language and, looks different and yeah and, all and these that, differences that yeah. yeah so he's just behaving how he behaves because he's got his own buttons which is like I'm not safe and he kept saying I want to go home I want to go home and for me that was a cue of he's not feeling safe so we did yes. like our safety thing but for me I had that button of don't shout at me because I was shouted at a lot as a kid don't shout at me so you know we've got everything's going on at the same time but when you know your own triggers mm. you know his behavior is going to press it but it's not his fault he's not trying to upset me he's not trying to manipulate me mm. he was just a little boy who didn't feel safe in a scary new place because just oh bless him he just woke up and so I was able to do my trigger stuff, which was like literally sitting on the bathroom floor, tapping with him whilst he was feeling his feelings. Yeah. And then when I was calmer and more regulated, he was able to, he just climbed, he climbs on me and curls up like a little puppy. And and he was, able, you know, that's how we got through it. Yeah. It hasn't always been yeah. like that. But as we've moved forward and I've done my healing and he's, well, <laughs> as if it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so moved further along the journey. Well, it's it's a continual journey. And I think this is a great thing to kind of point out that it's not, it's not like a destination thing. It's, it is a journey and it's a constant journey. So if you're thinking that I'm going to, you know, it's, it's going to, I'm going to learn something and it's going to be done. It's never done. It's always, it's always a journey and a process. So, um, and there is the beauty and the frustration. It (laughs) is. It is the beauty and the frustration. I love what you said. Yeah, I love what you just shared there about there were a couple of lovely things in what you just shared about um, one of the things is like often going on holiday can be tricky for people, you know, I travel a lot. So, yeah. So so you'll be really familiar with this because it's like our our children want to feel safe. That's a big part of what of one of their big needs. And it is, you know, if you um in terms of our needs sort of security and safety is like one of our basic basic human needs right so um yeah and when we go on holiday and we go to new places like you were saying new smells new places it's um it's scary you know and it, it challenges that feeling of safety and what I loved what you were saying about your son curling up on you like a little puppy and what I want parents to know is that you are their safe space you you know you are the anchor of safety you are the familiar thing you are their parent you are their source of security particularly if you go on holiday or or you're traveling um yeah and there's that that conscious and like kind of subconscious stuff especially because I I teach polyvagal theory and polyvagal therapies that you know the neuro we call it a neuroception which is the below conscious thought scanning so of course he knows you know mummy is safe because she's my mummy you know I don't yeah. know the person who runs the hotel. He's not so mummy is. But also there's other things like the smell of your t-shirt mm. and you know, that he's not aware of. Yeah. And, and like the feel of, I don't know, like the length of my hair, like really small things that, that we are, you know, when the people talk about like veterans who, who can't yeah. deal with uh, fireworks because then they know in their conscious brain, they're like, okay, I'm safe. You know, I mean, I'm in Yorkshire and it's the 5th of November. Like I know, I know I'm safe, but. And they're still reacting in that way because yeah. it's the it's the body is so powerful mm. and it just wants to 
five. So it's like, this is not safe. This is not safe. And actually our kids and us, I guess, we're always scanning, always, always, always scanning. Mm. And, and then like my daughter will, I remember when my husband first went back to work because she was, she was, was, was poorly. So he was off work a lot longer when she was a baby. So when she did go to work, it was like, and she used to wrap up in his t-shirts in the yeah. afternoon. And, and, and it's that, you know, that texture and safety and it looks the same, but also it smells. And it smells all. and the smell is so huge. The texture, like yeah. you say, all those things. So, you know, if anybody's listening and you're, you know, if your child is struggling, that's, that's why they want to curl up in your, your jumper yeah. and your t-shirt or your, you know, um, that's why they want to borrow your clothes right as well yeah. when they're older like the teenagers right it keys them back into that yeah, you that. right that's like I'm expressing myself but in a safe way because I'm using my mum's t-shirt yeah or or top you know like like cardi you know for, for me I've I just I've my my daughter is she'll be a 13 in um May so she's she's at that stage where she's I know and goodness me, it just goes so quickly. I know people say it all the time. And when you're <laughs> when you're struggling with your child not sleeping and people go, oh, it goes so quickly. It's like, it doesn't feel like it's going quickly now. <laughs> it's like, this is the longest night ever. Time goes backwards. It doesn't feel like it's going quickly. <laughs> and it is a cliche, but it's so true. You know, when you're, him and it's like oh my gosh how how come she's like as big as me and you know as tall as me and she's starting to borrow my clothes and my shoes and things but but yeah that that thing of um you know wanting to wear my cardi and that I think that's that's really nice so if your child is nicking your staff it's also bringing you closer together by them borrowing your clothes I don't know if that helps <laughs> Do you know what? Though? It's the thing. It's a, why not try it? Our, you know, we're saying about curiosity and play, mm. and you know, because I have an education background as well, I'm, I'm always like, it's all about play. It's all about play. You know, play in the early years, play in, play in everything, and yeah. um, and because we home educate as well, and we kind of unschool and world school, like we do things really, really differently to a lot of other families, and you know, that's fine because there's space for us all. But that yeah, play, everything that we start is initially through play. And I apply that to myself. Mm. Like one of mine, um, to the, again, middle one, the the other day was, uh, he wasn't very well. Oh, you know, it was a couple of weeks ago, we all had COVID and he wasn't very well, but he, he was kind of better, but not. And he wanted my silky pajamas because he likes to feel, you know, the texture. Mm. And I put them, I just grabbed a pillow because I also, I had COVID and I was not feeling very well. So I put it on, um, on a pillow <laughs> so we had like a silky pajama pillowcase and he just cuddled it on the sofa oh how and, nice and, you know and it's like you know if it doesn't work well it was play you, you know and you can try a technique yeah, you know, I yeah, you use that book as well, don't you? How to talk so kids will listen. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, when you're, you're helping yeah, like clients with it and they're like, oh, I don't know if that'll work, have a go. Just have a go. Have That's go. it. It's about. And, and say to them, the, I'm having a go at a new thing. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the, the, the biggest, one of the biggest barriers, really, actually, to change is our assumptions, you know, our assumptions yeah. that it's not going to work or it won't work for my child or for me or, uh, you know, I'm going to look silly if I try that or 
but it's just like and what I love because it this is when it feels like magic is when people yeah. try something out and they think well I don't it's not going to work and they just try it anyway right and then it works like magic and they're like I can't believe it like, you know my my what you know and my um, and they just and they just went and did the thing you know I, I, I said I said your four magic words and they went and did the thing and I'm just like I don't believe it which is just amazing you know when that happens and you know and there is you know there is no magic wands that to make everything perfect you know life isn't perfect but and there are these magic moments actually that happen um particularly when we step outside and try give something a go try something you just see you say curious. and yeah oh, i think there's a half second delay sorry it will catch oh, up no worries no worries that we me me and my husband are currently uh, eliminating the word but <laughs> ah. uh, you know we do we do things differently and i'm always like please stop using but because it it just it negates the first half of the, it does the thing. <laughs> but then to, to replace it with and or i hear you the thing is blah 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 and and so often they're like oh okay <laughs> oh yeah have i gone yeah. i'll come back good these simple changes <laughs> in language actually make a huge difference you know yeah. um people don't believe it until you try it and yeah like, oh. and one of the things we did early on was um was uh get rid of don't you know and switch our language um Laura's just got kicked off so I'm going to carry on and let you know um she will be back um so one of the things we did early on was get rid of don'ts and um, say what we would like to happen or say what we want rather than what we don't want because our brain doesn't hear don'ts. So if you say, and you, people have probably listened to me before, don't run into the road, you may as well be saying run into the road. And that's not what you want your child to do. So, um, you know, replacing that language is is huge and it takes some tr training of ourselves you know <laughs> parenting a lot of parenting learning for us yeah is learning for us and um you know that's the lie isn't it yeah it's the lie is. of you know yeah. parenting should come easily and then we feel like rubbish because parenting's hard I mean I I was a teacher for you know for years and then before that I worked with the young offenders you know I did all the training I Masters in education, like all of it, and then had my own kids, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is really hard." Yeah, and and I was lucky because I had the skills. Like I had done, and actually, I didn't have any trouble doing it with other people's kids. But then I was never, you know, I had three kids in three years. I basically didn't sleep from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one, and. And you know, we we're not used to that pressure. When I hadn't, I wasn't a mother when I was working with children. If that makes sense. You weren't like massively sleep deprived, right? I mean, you know, I, I was similar. I didn't, I didn't, my eldest didn't sleep very well for two and a half years. Somebody was saying to me the, only yesterday, actually, oh yeah, my child woke every three hours. And I was like, eh. I was just thinking, yeah, every 45 minutes is really, really yeah, grinds yeah, you down. Yeah, like I would have taken three hours, like when she was a year old, three hours would have been like 
amazing. Uh, it was it, it was tough. Um, and partly because she, you know, she had physical, um, can, well, she had severe, really severe eczema. So she, it wasn't that she didn't want to sleep. She just couldn't sleep. Oh, so she was uncomfortable. She was so yeah. itchy and uncomfortable that she couldn't sleep. And it was just like, ah. you know, it's like, yeah. So it like the underlying problem needed to But yeah, we're expected resolve. to be our best selves at the worst, like the hardest time to be your best self. Because I know my best self is when I've, basically you know all the things like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs when I'm safe when I'm fed yeah. when I've slept yes. like when I've had enough water when yeah. I feel you know I've had a bit of time on my own that's not the time of early parenthood no yeah <laughs> just our best and our best is different on every day and that yes. is enough you can't do any more than you can do at a very extreme time of life yeah but I mean, it should be recognized that it is extreme <laughs> it is extreme it is extreme and and yeah, and it's not necessarily recognised, and I think, yeah, the the there's there's so many myths, aren't there? So many so many lies that are perpetuated in our society. Yeah, um, like having children is natural, therefore you should, you know, parenting comes natural. You know, like yeah. that. <laughs> and all you need is love. No, you actually need some skills. Oh, yeah. You don't just need love. <laughs> you actually need some skills, like That's anything, skills like anything. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you've got your intuition and, and yes, there is a degree of that, but, you know, knowing some, some, yeah, fundamental skills makes a massive difference, you know, so. Um, you know, yeah. actually, you say that, it took me quite a long time to trust my intuition. Oh, mm. delay, sorry. That's fine. Because, you know, you always have your intuition, like you mm. said, but I didn't. I have, and I know people that I went to university with because um, so I met my husband when I was 19 like, and, and then we didn't have kids until I was 30 and and at that time I kind of became myself after I became a mother like being a mother was what what helped me listen to my intuition because I think I was kind of I'd shut that bit off of me because I'd grown up in survival mode. So I wasn't listening to my intuition because I've been trained out of it. And it took me becoming a parent and saying, oh, actually, no, I don't want my kids to feel like that. And that was the point. And I hear this a lot from this is why I do what I do from people who would say, oh, no, I don't want that for my child. That means I didn't like it. Yes. Maybe my childhood wasn't OK. And then and then they kind of have this onslaught at that time of lack of sleep, at that time of you know, having yeah. challenging behavior and stuff. And they're like, my dad never did listen to me. Oh my God, I never did feel safe. Because if I don't want to repeat it, that means that I didn't like it when it was done to me. Absolutely. And that's a bit of a shock for people who've unconsciously kind of blagged their way through their twenties without needing to do any healing or, you know, however, depends, you know, however old you are. Um, it's, it's interesting that sometimes it's actually, ha you know, people will say, oh, heal your stuff before you have kids so you don't repeat it. It's like, but I didn't know until I had kids. Exactly. You know, it is such a, it's such a massive transformational process becoming a parent. It's huge. I mean, the, the whole birthing bit is a massive transformation, you know, for a, for a woman. Uh, but, but the whole, it, and, and I think people, you can't, that, that's why you can't possibly prepare for it but also there is you know massive awakenings that happen you know and I think that is part of the legacy of becoming a parent is that 
you know, you we have these huge awakenings and it opens up realizations because our children kind of mirror back what, what we experienced and because we we naturally or not naturally yeah. necessarily automatically can yeah. fall into um well you repeat what you know how, how what, what we know how we were parented yeah. what is common in society all of that stuff and from that we go oh you know and we get there that these responses back and and it reminds us of what happened with us and, and the, but, yeah and there's the intuition like Oh, that doesn't feel good yeah you know, I remember lots of people saying to me like oh put her on the naughty step and I was like I don't I don't uh, want, I want to. to do that yeah and, and but then I wasn't clued in it so it took me thinking you know when my first was born and she was becoming a toddler feisty feisty beautiful thing she is and she's now seven and like taking over the world and um <laughs> it, it took but it, it took me having that gut response of no that doesn't feel right mm-hmm. you know doing kind of some of the mainstream like you know the super nanny things the behavior mm-hmm. modification tactics that I was taught and everyone you know baby group and my family were telling me and, to do and yeah like, and super nanny was teaching that right. before she had children as well yeah, yeah. and then it's like oh yeah. hang on now I've got my children actually I'm not going to do it that way so I think that's interesting as well you know the whole super nanny thing but yeah 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 <laughs> It's, and actually sometimes just tuning like you said it's the tuning into like why doesn't this sit well with me yeah. and we don't we don't do a lot of that in our society we don't we don't sit with the that feels uncomfortable hmm I'm gonna go write my journal I'm gonna think about it I'm gonna go talk to somebody and then when we do huge huge you know you said about it being transformational that's the right word huge changes yeah yeah just saying we 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 now travel with our kids we didn't travel before I mean I traveled before uh, my husband and I got married and he did he traveled with his friends before we met but we always wanted to do it and we didn't and it was actually having children and us saying oh but we don't want to do this exact you know sit in this this kind of box of I work you work we you know come home and we have weekends and and things and we didn't have in the life you know in that life it just didn't suit us it suits lots of other people and we were like why doesn't it but then having our kids and I guess this is a bit of a legacy point isn't it having our kids we realized we do want to travel with them we do want to do the things but I don't think that we would have quit our jobs and traveled the world if we hadn't have had the kids Mm. because we wouldn't have had that impetus that push to to really examine our own values I don't think we would have done it to be honest or maybe not for much longer you know the call you know when you want to travel the call comes doesn't it but you can ignore it a bit longer when you don't have kids (laughs) yeah and and yeah I mean it's it's so interesting that that taking the time to connect with that intuition and I know you know which is it's ironic really isn't it that a time when you know these things are coming up is when we have the least time to actually do that but (laughs) but then then that's a matter of um when we know it's valuable that then we make sure that we we find some time to to do that you know for me for me it came at, at at the edge of you know living without I wasn't listening to my authentic self I wasn't listening to what I wanted to do I was kind of like fighting my inner voice mm. and I reached a point it was 2019 <laughs> BC before COVID it, but there was a, a point in that I think it was about the autumn 
and I just I think it was burnout to be honest mm. uh, you know when I look back on it I think I was teetering on the edge of postnatal depression because you know, I had three babies in nothing it was hard and no support mm. at home and and I just and, but it took a crisis point you know, like a couple of days where I was just didn't really move John had to take the time off work because I was like I can't do it I can't like he literally would bring me the baby I would feed the baby and he would take the baby away and he would he just did that and I slept for two or three days and and in the end you know then I kind of started to come out of it a bit more after I'd slept a lot to be honest and then he said okay we need to change things because this isn't a sustainable way of living yeah what yeah. what what lights you up and then we had we got a big piece of paper and we're like what how do we want to live and that was how we got intentional but it took a kind of crescendo of and that's so common isn't it's it nice it takes a crisis there, but... it often takes a crisis yeah. for us to and you know that the, there are these these points um and they're often a crisis or like a big change some you know often it's in our health like you, you get ill or um but for some people actually having having a baby but I think a baby can be that that impetus yeah. to change um you know it, it kind of varies doesn't it but we we could and I say this probably with all my guests but absolutely so true <laughs> that we could literally talk all day um but I do I do need to, <laughs> to kind of wrap this up a bit um it's going to be a long one but um it's so great to talk to you and I know that I, well I hope but I know that people will have got so many nuggets from listening to this conversation um through some of the things <laughs> that we've talked about absolutely I've been yeah it's reminded me of so many lovely things and I've gone oh yes oh yeah um so to, to kind of finish up uh tell us what you feel your legacy is I'll try and do it in short do it in short yeah <laughs> in one when sentence. you actually tune into it oh god <laughs> just tune in you know I think for me it's I have to do some postscript. It's it's protecting children. That's it. That is it. Whenever I tune into in different forms. So when I worked in child protection, clearly it was protecting children, literally. Yeah. With my own children, it's protecting them and, and more, going deeper. So for me, protecting does come as part of enabling them to live as their authentic selves. You know, protecting is yes. protecting their body, their heart, their soul, and, yeah. and protecting from, you know, in my former jobs was literally protecting them from abuse. I was that person yeah and and then as my kind of career has grown and changed and I've grown and changed with having kids and I've met so many parents I did my own inner child parenting you know I'm still doing it every day still going mm. and and realized actually when we talk about protecting children that is loving the child inside the parents you know I with cycle yes. breaker parents this this kind of harmed damaged muted child who is you know when we talked to at the start about people being triggered that's it in a child saying no this hurts I don't want it you know when the children shout and the adults like go away that's not the adult voice it's the child going I don't want to be shouted at and yeah. and so when I work with parents oh I got a bit emotional then but when I work mm. with parents yes it is about skills so that they can not repeat that pattern with their children and yes it's skills so that they can raise their children up but it's also ways of healing the child inside the parent yeah and then you don't need the skills so much yeah. because the healing has made it less scary when shouted at you know and as parents we sorry uh, it's it the it's it's less triggering 
oh my connection is unstable sorry it's less triggering so the parent doesn't react we're able to oh good (laughs) but we're able to you know we talk about reaction and response response that we're able to say oh here is my child my child is suffering Mm. I'm going to support them whereas when our inner child is is crying at the idea of being unsafe themselves or being shouted at or having Mm. something thrown at them because that is a mirror to what happened to them the healing means that we are able that parent isn't reacting from a place of hurt avoidance they're responding from a place of where they want to be which is I love and I see you child and I have skills to support you and that's why for me healing and skills go together it's not just read a book do the thing absolutely yeah and that that yeah that that's so great that you you kind of talked about that because you know where when I I started out doing this work um a few years ago well 12 years ago now it's been a while since I've been working with parents and um you know and and I was doing courses you know taking people through like the how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk course and things like that um and facilitating that and yeah skills yes skills are great and we need them but that deeper work is so important you know um which is kind of what I brought into which is kind of partly why I, I started um creating my own kind of signature courses that have other aspects in because it's not enough and you know I met people who did like the triple p course or whatever you know did parenting courses which was about skills and consistency but it missed the mindset piece it missed the energetics piece which you know you need all of those all of those together you know um and this kind of awareness of our yeah working with I, I love how you put it with our, our inner child, you know? So yeah, beautiful. And what a fabulous legacy. Um, so thank you so much for coming today. And um, yeah, we'll have another chat another time, I am sure, because there's oh, so much I don't doubt. I don't doubt. Well, thank one you. One day so in real life. <laughs> yes, one day in real life, that would be amazing. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm sorry if it, it cut out because there were some bits where <laughs> I think the internet got unstable and I was like, we'll, we'll do our best. We'll do our best. We will be It's all good. Yeah. And you know, it is just like, like life isn't perfect. Parenting isn't perfect. Nothing is perfect. And this podcast is not perfect, but it's got some juicy nuggets. So yeah. Yes, but therein lies the perfection, isn't it? That's the exactly. wonderful thing. Yeah. What a great place to finish.